Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and thank you so much for joining me in episode 868 of Ask Pat. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. We have a great question today from Josh, but before we get to that, I do want to mention one more time, I mentioned this yesterday, but I have an upcoming course related to podcasting that's uh, gonna be really exciting for you, and that is called PowerUpPodcasting.com. You can sign up for the waitlist now. It's not gonna be available until the next month or two, but I just wanted to mention it because I know a lot of you are getting involved with podcasting very soon and wanna make sure it's done the right way, not just in terms of setting up, but also releasing that and launching that podcast and how to keep it going over time and all those kinds of things. We've already run through the course with about 165 beta students who are loving it, uh, many saying that it's it's one of the best courses they've taken. So I'm excited to share it with you and to the public later this year. All you have to do is sign up at PowerUpPodcasting.com and you can go from there. Uh, looking forward to it. Also, really quick, if you're stuck for ideas on how to develop and design your logo, website, business cards, anything else, Check out Design Crowd. It's a website that helps businesses crowdsource custom graphics from over 500,000 designers worldwide. It doesn't matter what kind of business you have. You can get a perfect custom design every time or your money back. So check out designcrowd.com forward slash askpat to learn more and download your free guide to uh, crowdsourcing and also get $100 off your next design when you enter the code askpat. So again, that's designcrowd.com forward slash askpat. All right, now here's today's question from Josh. Hey, Pat, this is Josh with uh, foreverwingman.com, a website that's all about uh, life and careers in the US Air Force. Um, my question, I have to actually a two-part question because I'm kind of right, getting, right, asking this question right in the middle of the, the heat of the moment. Um, I just got some, some feedback from an audience that's not necessarily my audience, um, but I guess it would be more of my peers who basically said that, uh, that my website came off as salesy and markety and desperate. Um, and I... And I kind of got a little bit offended by it. Um, but my question is, is that how do you take uh, constructive criticism from uh, from outside sources? And, and where do you draw the line between, you know, implementing their suggestions and not? Um, and then also, where let, let's say that they are correct and, and that there's some issues with my website. How, how, how do you get uh, good criticism? That's not from like family and friends. Are there any sources that you go to to get criticism on on your work and products? Um, so I'm just kind of curious. Again, this is kind of in the heat of the moment, so I'm sure I'll probably settle down a little bit when it comes to it. But I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks so much. Bye. Hey, Josh. Thanks so much for the question. Um, taking criticism is one of the hardest things to do. I remember when I first started out, any sort of negative feedback I got related to my work in any way would just weigh over me so much. And it got to the point where sometimes I would just stop working because um, I just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, there were other comments coming in from haters and, and really, really disrespectful people. And, and that you know, can have an obvious effect on people. I mean, I, I was out of commission for like two weeks at one point based on something somebody did. But uh, even the constructive criticisms coming from uh, peers and, and, and people who are outside of my space, um, even though it is constructive and respectful, uh, I still took it very personal. And because of that, it just affected my work. So it's always great to learn how to take constructive criticism. Um, the first thing to realize is that you know sometimes people aren't always right, and a lot of times when people are saying things that they say, it's not coming from 
a place where you are having an effect on them, but it's more something else that's having an effect on their lives. And you just happen to be there at that very moment to sort of accept that thing that's happening in their life. Um, a lot of times criticisms are a reflection of the person who is saying that. Um, but again, constructive criticism is always good because it's going to help you in some way, shape, or form. Does that mean the single moment a, a person um, has something to say that is diff- different than what you thought, even though you know thousands of people have never said anything? Um, does that mean because of that one person you need to take action right then and there? No. You need to listen, though. I think that's the most important skill out of all the skills here related to criticism, and that's that's listening. You know, you, you want to a give people opportunities to leave constructive criticism because that's going to help you. Because sometimes what those people say is a reflection of exactly what everybody else is thinking. They just happen to be somebody who finally spoke up and said it. The only way to confirm that is to take that criticism and share it and see if people agree. And I would actually talk to people. Now, if it's related to being too salesy or too pushy or too desperate, then that's maybe not something that you want to say on your Facebook page. Hey, guys, do you think I'm too desperate by sharing this? No. Um, But you can individually reach out to people or direct message people, especially if you have power users in your brand, commenters or social media friends who seem to be very active related to your work. You can reach out to them individually and ask them for advice. Not only are you going to be getting some great information back from them that you can use uh, in some way, shape, or form moving forward, but you're also going to help empower those people to realize that, hey, you know, you care about your brand and you've come to them for help and that makes them feel special, you know, and they're going to be more supportive of you and what you're doing. So reach out to individuals, I would say even five to 10 if you can at this point, who are related to your brand or even even friends and family is fine at this point. I'll, I'll address your second question in a minute. But um, first of all, don't get so personally hurt because of it. Remember, everybody's constructive criticism is there because they're trying to help. Right, it's not a reflection necessarily on you. It's on it's a it's a reflection on the work and the impact that it has on them and their feelings. And you have to confirm whether or not those are just feelings for that person or something that everybody else thinks about. So that's why those conversations are going to be really important. Um, a lot of times, if you truly believe in your gut and yourself that what they're saying is incorrect and you don't want to make changes. Um, you just stick with you and your and your gut and and your guns. So um, yeah, I mean it's gonna it's different on a case by case basis, of course. And um, for this, I would I would say you know having those individual conversations with people is gonna is gonna be really important. Which does play into that sort of second question that you asked, which is how do you get good feedback from non family and friends? Um, you know, there's a couple different ways to do it. Obviously, reaching out to people on social media and, and engaging on a conversation there. Um, I engage with the conversation from. Um, uh, non-family, non-friends kind of people on my uh, email list. Um, I mean, I do consider them my friends and I treat them that way on my email list, but I reach out to them because I don't know them personally and I try to get them on a Skype call uh, and that can work out pretty well. I try to make it a a, a point to have 10 conversations per month with random email subscribers. I get a lot of great feedback from there, both positive and constructive. And then finally, there are tools out there that can help you understand from – Uh, people's point of views in terms of how they receive your content. I mean, there's one tool out there that I've used and that a lot of people have used and it's free, which is really cool. If you go to peek, that's P-E-E-K dot user testing dot com, 
uh, you'll see a tool that you can use to have random people record themselves going through your site and actually hear what their voice is saying. You know, so you can get real feedback from strangers essentially about your work online or your website and what it looks like and first impressions and that's that sort of thing and that can help you from an outside perspective get an understanding of what's going on in people's minds as they're going through it so um yeah peak.usertesting.com uh and josh you know i just want to say keep going you know if you weren't getting any criticisms um then most likely you're not doing work that matters because honestly um, the only way to move forward is to take bold actions, and and a lot of times bold action means you're just not going to make some people happy. So, uh, the, you know, the haters and, and, and the trolls out there, I mean, it's a good sign. Now, I'm not saying – I don't know if you're getting haters or trolls. It doesn't sound like it, but it just sounds like you're having people comment on the style and the approach that you're taking – and have conversations with others to confirm that or not. That's the thing. You don't want to. You don't want to take a reactive approach to this. You want to take a proactive approach to what you know now. And so, proactively go out there and confirm or deny, you know, this claim that these people are making, and you can make adjustments from there. Um, and then, of course, what's best is if you are getting uh, feedback from others that this is indeed true. Um, reach out to those people who left those criticisms and ask for advice in terms of, okay, well, what do you think would make this a little bit better or sound less harsh or have it be more of an approach that would be more friendly to you? And that way you can get feedback directly from those who are impacted by this that can help you. And in the same way as you took that criticism, you want to take it, you want to take the uh, advice coming from them in the same way. You don't just implement those things right away, but you get the group in a whole to help reflect where you should go next before you make any decisions. Being reactive, I found, is is one of the worst things you can do uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff because I've done that before where I've had a person reach out to me and say certain things and I make those changes and then all of a sudden more people come back and say, hey, why would you make that change, right? And I guess the big lesson here at the end is, well, you can't make everybody happy, right? But try to make the most people happy. All right. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate you, and I want to, want to wish you all the best. I want to send you also an Ask Pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show. And for those of you listening, if you have a question that you'd like potentially featured here on the show, all you have to do is head on over to askpat.com, and you can ask right there on that page. Thanks so much for listening in. I appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe. And then finally, here is a quote to finish off the day. This is in, uh, a Native American saying, and that is, tell me, and I'll forget. Show me, and I may not remember. Involve me and I'll understand. All right, guys, take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
The Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.